Welcome to the Aligned Women Podcast, a podcast to empower women in chiropractic to grow practices that work for their families. I'm Dr. Danielle Eaton. And I'm Dr. Shauna Dingman. We're two moms who are navigating the journey of life and practice just like you. So sit back, take a deep breath, and enjoy the show. Welcome to a new episode of the Aligned Women podcast. Dr. Shauna and I are excited to be here with you today. Dr. Shauna, how are you doing? I'm awesome. How about you? I'm good. I'm excited that summer is coming. I don't know about you. I don't know if you're feeling excited, but I I am feeling excited, mostly because it's finally warm here and it was so, so cold this winter. I'm sure it was cold for you too in Canada. Yes. Being, being that I live in Canada every year, I'm so excited for summer because it really is such a short season here. But in particular this year where the winter was so darn long and cold, everybody is just so giddy about the sunshine and warm weather. The pool's open. Cole's already been swimming. It's crazy. It's lovely. Yeah. Well, you know, having a new baby, she's now 16 weeks old. When it was so, so bitterly cold outside, we spent all of our time inside because it was just too cold to take her outside. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm hoping that it doesn't get too hot too quickly to take her outside. Um, but yeah, I'm ready to enjoy the sunshine. And so that kind of brings us to today's topic. We're going to be talking about summer proofing our businesses and truthfully, not only our businesses, but also our families too. Yes, definitely. Yep. For all of us mamas out there, the working moms, Summer is a big time where we, you know, we want to hang back and we want to have tons of awesome moments with our family, but at the same time, we still have businesses to run. And it's a delicate balancing act, don't you find? I do, yes. You know, it's interesting because um, since we're homeschooling our kids right now, even though they're not in school, I'm still feeling like summer is going to be a shift for us. They're going to want to do outdoor activities and they're going to want to do different things. And so I'm going to need to shift my time and my energy and my focus as well. So we're going to dive in today into more about how we're going to do that. Awesome. All right. So let's first talk about Um, just knowing really what we want the summer to feel like Uh, looking at it from the seven habits perspective, starting with the end in mind. Mm. If you're a Danielle Laporte fan, then you would be thinking about what your core desired feeling is for your summer. Yes. Yeah. Starting with the end in mind. I like it. And what, what is the feeling you want to have? What's the story that you want to be telling people at the end of the summer about how your summer was. So when you think about that, what is it that you want? Well, for me, I don't know that I can put it into one specific word yet. I feel like I right now need to just really focus on sustaining and sustaining our family's healthy habits, kind of recovering some of them that we let slide last year mm. um, and through the winter as well. And really just being outside, enjoying the sunshine moving our bodies, eating a lot of healthy food, um, and spending time having fun together. So yeah, health and fun are going to be our focus for the summer, at least for the kids and I. I don't know about my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Danielle, your word for this year was recover. Is that right? It is. Yes. It's funny listening to to you talking about how you want your summer to go. It, it, It sounds like your word. 
right? There's lots of healthy habits and sustaining. And I think you actually did say recover in there. And so it sounds like the summer that you have planned is in alignment with what your core value was for this year. So that's a big thing. If you are, if you're one of those people who chooses a word for this year, think about what your word is and see whether or not you want your summer to be aligned with whatever that word, my one word for the year, well, it's actually two words. It's one thing, one thing, really one. So for me, I really want my summer. The one word that comes to me is prepared. I just want to feel prepared. I don't want to feel like I'm always running to catch up or, you know, I'm trying to prepare something for tomorrow that I should have been thinking about a month ago. I want to be prepared. I want that to be my one thing is preparation for the summer. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> I love that word for you. And, and for a lot of moms too, I'm sure that there are a lot of us that can relate to the feeling of not being prepared in the sense that, you know, just all the random things that come up that we have to manage in our day-to-day lives. <sighs> okay. Yeah. But you're right. I did um, really look at what I wanted our summer to be like, knowing that my word for this year is recover. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about how you'll be managing or shifting your home life and work routine while your children are out of school this summer. Yeah. So I think for most of us, we have children at home in some way, shape, or form. Um, my kids my kids are a little older than yours. So my youngest is 10, and my oldest is, well, he's turning 19 this summer, and he actually doesn't live at home anymore. So he's just finished his first year of university, and he took a summer job in the city where his university is, which is two hours from home. So I think we've officially launched Jackson, which is actually, it's an awesome feeling, but that means there's one less in the house. And my daughter, Jenna, is 13. She'll be 14 in a couple of weeks. So for me, I have to think about what does life look like with two, um, you know, a a tween and a teen in the house. And it's funny because, you know, when my kids were young, there's a high degree of need and dependency on my attention. But I thought when they got older that it would be better. And it's actually not. (laughs) Like, it's funny, even with older kids, they don't really get that when I need to be working, their emergencies are not my emergencies. You know what I mean? Like if, if you can't get Netflix to turn on, that is actually not my emergency. And you can't interrupt me when I'm trying to record a podcast with Dr. Danielle because you can't get your thing to run. But the other thing that's interesting is even just thinking about that, I have to think about setting boundaries around my kids' screen time because if I'm doing Zoom calls or recordings Um, webinars, things like that, they can't be online. Like every device in the house has to literally be turned off so that I can use all the bandwidth because out where we live, if there's more than one device running when I'm trying to do this, for example. So Danielle, you and I are on a Zoom call right now recording this podcast content. If my daughter was home and she was writing a story on Wattpad or she was watching something on Netflix, you and I would be cutting out all the time. So that is actually something to think about. You know, is that an issue for you? Um, My kids, I think you had said your kids are going to camp. 
during the day. So my kids will go away to camp for a couple of weeks at a time. So during those weeks, those would be high performing weeks for me. Those would be really intense work times for me. But then the weeks that they're home, I don't technically have any kind of childcare and two kids that age, they can't be just left to their own devices to do whatever for say eight hours a day or whatever. So think we have to, Craig and I have to think about, okay, what are the boundaries that we want, want to put in place? When I'm seeing patients in our home, I am present in the home, but I'm not watching them. So I have to think about, well, can they, are they allowed to go in the pool? What are they allowed to do in the backyard? Are they allowed to go to friends? How do we have the conversation with them where I can say during these times, I can't be managing things for you. I, you can't be asking me if you can do this or that. So here's what you can do and here's what you can't do. And with rare exception in between that, please don't interrupt when I'm seeing patients. Here's when I'm not seeing patients. And this is when we can plan to do things. Oh, yes. Shana, one of the most important things I have learned from you is that, well, through your experience of having children that are older than mine, is that motherhood doesn't necessarily get easier as your kids get older. And I think that I was hoping to some degree that as these girls all grow up, you know, and they get to the age that your kids are now, my time will be more freed up, that this will all feel easier. I think the physical demand does get easier, but yeah, I I think that it was really eye-opening for me to hear that from you about a year ago that, you know, your kids are almost all teenagers and they still need you a lot and you still want to be present with them a lot too. Did I ever tell you this story that when I was, I was, when I was first in practice, I think Jackson would have been maybe a year, year and a half. And he was the only one we had at that time. And I had a patient who had four teenagers. So her kids were 13, 15, 16, and 18. And I remember her looking at Jackson. He had just, you know, toddled down into the clinic for something. And she looked at him and she said, oh, he's so cute. I remember when my kids were that young. She said, oh, I remember the easy times. Like I, I remember then thinking it was so hard. Now I, I crave the easiness of having those toddlers. And I remember looking at her and thinking, <laughs> you have got to be, insert vulgar word, joking me. Because, right. you know, like you think when the kids are young like that and you're just run off your feet, it's crazy. I had no idea what parenting older kids was going to be like. And now I've never forgotten that conversation. I still remember that woman and I get what she's talking about. It's, it's just different, right? It never really changes. It's just different how they need you, but the distractions and the, um, you know, your need to be present in their life, it does not change. It just changes the form of how it happens changes. <laughs> so yeah, it still takes planning. Yes. Well, yes. And speaking of that, you know, I was, I was thinking about our summer and knowing what I wanted the summer to feel like for us and what was really important for us to focus on this summer. It was a tough decision for me to decide to send my kids to summer camp. Mm-hmm. It's a day camp. Um, it's open from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. It's very flexible. They can be dropped off at eight or nine o'clock in the morning. They can be picked up at three or four. And that's probably the kind of schedule that we'll stick with. We're going to take one day during the week to just have fun together. But being a homeschooling mom, I had felt some guilt come up for me about, well, 
wait, I homeschool my kids. Shouldn't they be home with me all summer? Mm-hmm. And then I came back to that word for me for the year of recover and knowing that they're going to have tons of fun at camp. There's going to be plenty of other kids there to socialize with. They'll get to do things there at camp that honestly, I probably don't have the energy to expend on doing with them right now. Yeah. Um, every day of the week, I thought that's really actually the best thing for them. And at the same time, the baby and I will have more time to just bond with each other. And when Mm -hmm. she's napping, I can get solid focused work in a nice, quiet house. Yeah. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that word guilt because it comes, I mean, it comes up so often for us. Can we just let the guilt go? We all, (laughs) we're all great moms. We all want the best for our kids, for our marriages, for ourselves, for our patients. I mean, there should be no guilt at all in this. And I, I really believe that a happy mom is the best mom possible. And you need to do whatever you need to do to feel like you can move forward in a way that's happy and productive. And whatever that is, it's going to work well for your kids. So let's just leave the mom guilt at the doorstep. There's no room for that this summer. Yeah. And choose whatever child to care, whatever child care or whatever kind of support you want for your kids. That's the best thing for all of you. If yep. you feel guilty about it, let it go. Do it. Yeah. Our kids okay, cool. love being in daycare. For the, for the years that they were in daycare, they loved daycare because that's just what they do. It's, it is. It's like summer camp all the time at daycare. <laughs> and so, I mean, camp is fun for them. They're with kids their own age. They're doing cool stuff that there's no way I would do in my house. And I, yeah, I don't think anyone needs to feel guilty at all about daycare or camp. Yeah. Okay. So that's childcare looked after. I would say that, you know, after getting the big picture, the the vision of what you want to do this summer, childcare and your childcare situation is probably the next biggest thing to really think about and to make steps now to put in place for the summer. Would you agree with that, Danielle? Absolutely. Yeah. It's a big one. Okay, so the next thing um, that we wanted to touch on was routines and the shift in routines, being open to how your routines might look different. You and I have talked about daily routines and morning routines and things like this, and you're much more of a morning person. I'm much more of a night owl. Mm -hmm. However, my word for this year, again, is recover. So sleep is a big priority for me right now. And knowing, you know, if there's something that is potentially an opportunity for us to do something like, um, my husband proposed the idea of golf camp for my seven year old. It starts at eight o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Ooh, that's really early for us. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to really have to think about that commitment for a while because if she's not super excited about it, I'm not going to be dragging her out of bed to go. And then she's going to want to just end up quitting the camp which won't feel good to any of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but along those lines, you know, as you've talked about being up early in the morning, um, you get a good solid amount of work done in the morning while your kids are kind of like waking up and, you know, having breakfast and maybe just chilling out in the morning, which I think is awesome because we hear so much rhetoric about the morning routine that you have to have to be successful as an entrepreneur and a lot of times that feels really hard to do all of those things in the morning when you're a mom. Yeah. Because 
though those early morning hours can be really productive hours when your kids are not bugging you. Mm -hmm. And you can still put some morning routine in that. Um, I, I like a really long morning routine. Like if I could have two hours of just, you know, time to have my coffee, reflect a little bit, have some prayer time, journal, work out. I don't have two hours, but I'm just saying if I could, that would be kind of an ideal morning time for me. Now, I don't have that right now, and most people don't have that, but I, I really like that kind of a thing, but I can condense that. I can condense that into 20 minutes. So I do like a little bit of time, first thing, when it's quiet and nobody's really up yet, to sit and have my coffee and just think about things. And um, I find there's a lot going on in my head right off the bat. Like, it's hard for me to sit down and have that sort of quiet meditative time because I have so much running around in my head. I actually find it helpful to just um, open up my computer, get rid of my emails for the day, take a look at what my daily calendar is and get any thoughts down in my planner or in a reminder app or something like that. Just get it out of my head. And then I can sit down and uh, right now I'm reading High Performance Habits and a few of us have kind of committed to finishing the books that we're reading by the end of this month. So taking the time to just sit and read that and think about it and journal a little bit. Um, I can do that. I do a 6.30 CrossFit class. So I can get down there, have my CrossFit class, and be back up at home by 7.45. And, I mean, if I can do all those things by 7.45, that's a really good productive morning. In the summer, it will likely shift. I will likely get up earlier. Now, the sun's awake earlier too, which helps. But... I will likely get up closer to five o'clock in the morning, put in a good hour to hour and a half of like, forget the morning time stuff and just get right to work, writing content, recording stuff, um, thinking about what I need on my website, um, thinking about, uh, you know, any patient files that I need to catch up on any administrative stuff, because I can get a good solid hour and a half of no interruption work at that time in the morning. And that actually works really well for me. It's easy for me to be up at five. I love that time of the morning. And that's probably the most solid, uninterrupted time of work that I will get during the day during summer when my kids are not at camp. So that would be a shift in routine for me because right now I get that time during the day when they're away at school and I'm not going to have that during the summer. That's working really well for me too right now, actually. The that- baby wakes up generally around six, six, six thirty. That's, you know, kind of somewhat early for me. She is pretty happy to like kind of hang out independently without someone talking to her or playing with her um, when she's awake in the morning and then she's ready for a nap shortly thereafter and the older girls are usually still sleeping during that time. So once she's woken up, she's been fed, then I can catch up on some emails and, um, you know, check in with clients and things like that. And mm. once she's ready for her nap, then the kids are generally waking up. So yeah, the, the, you know, the morning routine, I love it. It's been great when I have done it. Um, but my routine right now is probably not what the gurus and experts say it should be. It's just what's working for me. And that's the key, right? It's finding what works for you. And I think one of the things we're trying to get across in the podcast is it's okay to have a shift in your routine for the summer. And it's okay even during the summer to have a shift from week to week, depending on what your kids are doing. But it takes a little bit of time thinking ahead of time, 
what is that going to look like? And again, are there things that I need to put in place to allow me to do that? Well, speaking of things to put in place, that kind of shifts us to the next topic, which is marketing. Okay. And putting some of our marketing systems into place for the summer can really free up our time so that we have more time to spend with our kiddos while they're out of school. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love, I mean, we always talk about marketing. I love talking about marketing and I especially love talking about marketing when it comes to summertime because there is so much about marketing that technology allows us to do ahead of time and schedule so that we can literally hit the go button like June 1st and not really have to think about a whole heck of a lot of it until September 1st. When you think about Facebook posts and stuff like that on your business page, all of those could, you could schedule literally an entire summer of posts in, well, now and not have to think about them anytime after that. You can shoot videos. We know we always talk about Facebook Live videos and Facebook Live is great, but don't forget, you can just shoot a video. I mean, well, you can shoot it right on your laptop. Um, I have a Mac and there's that photo booth application. So I actually do a lot of videos just sitting at my desk, hit the photo booth, the video, and slide the video onto my desktop and then you can you can move that back into Facebook like it doesn't have to be a live video you just don't want it to be a YouTube video Facebook doesn't like YouTube um, so as long as you take a video you can have the video edited so if you've got someone who edits your videos or if you like doing it you can have that all in place ahead of time and scheduled out to post all of your blog posting every uh, website manager allows you to schedule out your posts. You could technically have every single blog post done by the end of the summer. You could create your Facebook posts based on the content in your blog posts. You can create, if you do funnels and things like that in a CRM, you can have all that done ahead of time. You know, going back to enjoying the talk about marketing, you know, that kind of makes us weird, right? <laughs> Does it? Doesn't everybody love marketing? I would love for everyone to love marketing. I don't think that everyone does love marketing though, but that's okay. That's a special gift that we have or a unique gift. And that's why we're here sharing this podcast. So gift of being weird. (laughs) Yes. Being weird. Being weird. (laughs) Who wants to be normal? (laughs) So I think that now is the time to focus in on batching content, repurposing content, and even also asking other people to contribute to your platforms as guests. This is a time for that to happen. If there's ever a time for um, a woman who's busy with her family to do it, now's the time. Uh, And, you know, you can sit down over the next couple of weeks and just start to gather up your thoughts about what tips, tricks, topics you want to talk about And my strategy for this is to have some really solid support for our kids where I know I'm going to be uninterrupted for at least three hours or longer. And then to just like work on what needs to be done. So if that means that I'm recording videos that are going to be released later, then I do them one after the other, after the other, I already have my hair done my makeup done. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that. And, um, and the videos are done. It's such a huge relief 
to, to have the content already ready to go instead of what I used to do, which was, and you know this, like wake up and think, oh, today's podcast day. Today's <laughs> podcast day. What am I going to record to release on the podcast today? Not a good strategy. Yeah. So you know what I'm going to say about that, right? You know, my big thing about content. So if you're going to do this, you need to do one very simple but very difficult thing to do. And that is sit down and map out your content for the summer. Have a plan. It's so, like, I'm literally, as I'm recording this with Danielle, I'm looking over my left shoulder and on my wall is a large, probably four foot long piece of Ikea craft paper that is um, thumbtacked to my wall. And it has all of my content for Elevate Women, Women's Health Center and for our podcast written out by week through to the end of June so that when I go to sit down and write my, my content, all I have to do is look over my shoulder and go, oh, this week the content is about Mother's Day, appreciation, gratitude, and a mean mom letter. Next week, it's the bucket theory. The week after that, it's the best exercise for mamas and the asset is a plank. And the 31st of this month is going to be how to do a good car seat hold. So I don't have to think about that. And then if you do that through the summer, it allows you once again to do exactly what Danielle said. I mean, I'm like Danielle, I get maybe one day a week where I've got good hair and good makeup in the summer. (laughs) So I can sit down and I can record eight short videos or four or six or whatever it's going to be all in one day. I'm in that mindset. The technology is all set up. I'm good to go. Shauna, you had shared a picture of your content calendar online in either mama chiropractors or maybe in the private group for the fulfilled mama mastermind. I saw the picture with the content and I was so intrigued about the paper. So you said the paper is from Ikea. Yeah. You know, when you buy those little kids tables and there's a roller attachment that you can buy so that you buy these, um, I want to say it's about two or three feet, maybe two and a half feet wide, It's a large roll of brown paper, the kind that you would wrap a parcel in. And the idea is that you just take this paper and you stretch it across the table and kids can just color on it. So we had that for our kids when they were young and then we actually put one of those in the office and then for whatever reason, at some point in time, we got rid of it so that we've got this big roll of craft paper at home. And as much as I would love to learn how to use something like Trello or be really technologically advanced and how I plan my content. I still find the easiest way for me to do it is just to stretch that paper out on the floor, take a Sharpie and write out what I want to do, then cut it off and stick it to the wall. So the paper is not face paper for your table. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) I do think that's a great way for us to map out things, not even just our online um, online content, but also maybe quarterly planning, you know, goal setting and things like that as well, because we're so kinesthetic as chiropractors. We love to do things with our hands, of mm-hmm. course. So mm-hmm. why not just go old school, low tech, get out some markers, make it colorful and go to town. Yeah. That's how Craig and I plan out each quarter. We have, so I've got strips of this brown paper covering my walls up in my office. It looks kind of like wallpaper, except it's really ugly and it's not, but <laughs> that's how we plan out our quarters. And I I find it easy when I'm sitting at my desk, I can look over my right shoulder and see our quarterly planning, or I can look over my left shoulder and see my content. That's awesome. Okay. So we'll have to see more pictures of your wallpaper. (laughs) It's really ugly. Okay. So back to summer, um, you said something 
that I think is a real gem for summer planning, and that's repurposing content. We write so much content, and we forget that, you know, just because a patient reads it once doesn't mean that they're ever going to remember it. And we see so many new patients in a year that if I wrote something six months ago, I've got a whole handful of people in my practice that will never have seen it. So go back and take a look at some of your Facebook posts from a year ago or your blog posts from a year ago, and you can do two things. You can either just say, hey, this is one of our most popular posts from 2017. Here it is again, and just copy it. Or you can take the main ideas, write it slightly differently, do some copy and pasting, and there's your blog post or there's your Facebook post again. We do not have to keep reinventing the wheel and coming up with brand new content. You can say the same darn thing over and over and over again, and I guarantee you, your patients still need to hear it. Absolutely. I find that that too, I find that really to be true because people need to hear what you're really about right? It's a branding strategy actually to repurpose your content. Yep. When you do try to reinvent the wheel and talk about a lot of different things, it waters down your message. Mm-hmm. So repurposing is not only great for time management and to be efficient with your marketing, but it's also helping to boost your, your brand overall. Yeah. And you know, I'm sitting here thinking about what would it feel like July 1st to be able to leave for vacation with my family and know that I have eight weeks of content sitting all pre-scheduled. And I I can't even tell you how giddy I feel thinking about the freedom that that would give me during the summer. So this is a big deal as far as planning your summer for your business. We should think about too, things like special promotions or themes that you might want to do during the summer. Of course. Yeah. I mean, in the U.S. and probably also in Canada, we have some similar holidays, Mother's Day, Father's Day, U.S. Independence Day, uh, August, we don't really have much going on, but there's a lot of festivals and local events. And then September is Labor Day at the beginning of the month in the U.S. And so it, it is kind of one thing after the other. And it's not just a, through the summer, really. That's the way it is throughout the whole year. But if you're not paying attention to what's coming up on the calendar that you could be uh, creating an event around or a promotion around, then it's all of a sudden here, and then you're like, ah, oh, darn, I missed out on the opportunity to have a Mother's Day special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think in a lot of our offices, and maybe it's not the same further down in the south where it's always warm, but man, if you are in a northern climate, there is a festive feeling all summer long with the warm weather and the flip-flops and the suntans and all that stuff. So I think it's a lot of fun to capitalize on that and think about ways that you can just have some fun in your office. And it doesn't have to be all about driving new people into the office or getting people to refer. It can just be about having fun with the people who are already your tribe. Amen to that. Yes. Yes. (laughs) People love to be in a place that is fun and upbeat. It's part of creating the culture of your business. And summer is a fantastic time to really, really hone in on culture. And it's so easy to do with all the long weekends. And like you said, the festivals and the parties, every town has usually music festivals and rib fests and farmers markets. And uh, I know the town where our practices, they do these really cool outdoor movies on Wednesday evenings in the park. They have this huge inflatable screen. I mean, there's so much going on. So 
the ability to cross promote, to collaborate with other practitioners or other, just other businesses in town. Um, there's so much that we can do to show people who we are and what the culture of our office is. And summer is a great time to do that. Yeah. And you know, that circles back around to starting with the end in mind. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. If you look ahead at the summer months and know that you want the summer months to feel fun or playful, then having those events, hosting them, if that feels fun and playful for you, there you go. Yeah. You mentioned something as well when you talked about collaboration. You mentioned collaborating with other people and possibly getting them to do content. Yes. What did you mean by that? So in regard to marketing, let's say you have a blog or you have um, a YouTube channel, maybe you have a live video series on your Facebook page. Instead of you coming up with content week after week after week, summer is a great time to ask some of your referral partners to start sharing content in your platforms Mm -hmm. so that you are showcasing their skills, their um, gifts and talents and sharing something of value with your audience that's different than maybe what you can do yourself and not having to come up with brand new content all summer long. Yeah, you actually just touched on a number of things. Um, First of all, just relieving some of the burden of content is a big deal right there. Building relationships with other businesses is a really good practice building strategy. And it's, it's fun. Like I think women are connectors. We like to connect with other people. We like to show people another business that we believe in or that we use. So summer is a great time to be able to have extra connection with people. It's also a really good social media strategy. Um, you know, when I think about something like Facebook or Instagram, when you can follow other local businesses, And then just simply be commenting on some of the things they're doing. And then they comment back on yours. It's a really good social media strategy for drawing people into your business page. So all of those things are awesome. And then you have that ongoing relationship. That is so true. And I hadn't really thought about that as you were talking about collaboration in marketing efforts. There was a post that I had shared on the Aligned Women page last year, sometime in 2017, where I had shared some pictures of some posters that are made by Park Avenue Prints, I believe the name is, and I had tagged them in the post, as well as a couple of other practices that had their posters hanging in pictures in their offices. And that post had so much organic reach. It was unbelievable. It was the first time that I had seen a post on the page have a higher reach than the actual number of page likes. And I was like, mm, this is working. <laughs> I'm on to something here. That's the value of creating that collaboration and the relationships through social media with other local business partners. And summer is just a great time to get out and do it because the weather's nice. We want to be outside. We want to be connecting and meeting people. It is, it's a natural behavior that we like to do particularly in summer so get out and do it awesome okay so we started with thinking about the end in mind Uh, we've talked about having good strong support for your kids if you need child care throughout the summer um, creating new routines and of course then looking at batching repurposing 
and collaborating with your marketing. Okay. And then lastly, special events. We also talked about special events as well throughout the summer. Any other thoughts? Uh, The last thing I would say is make sure that if you're booking vacation, you have a clear conversation with your staff that you actually have your vacation booked in your schedule. Like book it out because it's much more likely to happen if it's in the schedule than if you're just kind of thinking it in your head and hoping that it's going to happen. But especially for your team, for them to know when you're there and when you're not there (laughs) is really important. Um, You know what? It sounds kind of funny to say, like, obviously my assistants need to know when they're not there. But if you have other practitioners, acupuncturists, massage therapists, it's important for them to know as well. And, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, if uh, all of a sudden we find that all of the practitioners in an office are all going to be off on the same week, then that's a good time for team to be able to take vacation. Team being sports staff. Yes. And, you know, I did this myself last year. I had intended to take a vacation in August. I had put it on my own calendar, but I didn't tell anybody else about it. And that vacation didn't end up happening because I just let things kind of leak into my schedule that week. Yeah. I wasn't going to go anywhere in particular. I just was intending to take a week off. So uh, telling your team, telling your, your support staff, telling your family (laughs) that you intend to take a vacation, all good ideas. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Okay. Well, I think we have done a pretty good job covering pretty much everything to do with making sure this is the best summer ever in your family life and in your business life. I think so. I think if you implement these strategies, um, you know, that will allow you to have the summer that you want to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And have fun with your family because that's really what it's all about. Danielle, do you want to end off with any other notifications? Um, be sure to join us in mama chiropractors. If you're listening to the podcast, but we haven't met you there yet because we would love to carry on the conversation with you there. And you can find the group at alignwoman.com forward slash mama chiropractors. Awesome. Thank you everybody for joining us and we will see you next time on the Align Woman podcast. Thank you for joining us today on the Align Woman podcast. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, we would love for you to head on over to iTunes and hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can join the community of amazing women doctors in our free private Facebook group, Mama Chiropractors, by going to alignedwomen.com slash mama chiropractors. And if you'd love to fast track your success in life and practice, subscribe to the waitlist for the Aligned Women team group coaching membership by going to alignedwomen.com forward slash join. Have an amazing day and we look forward to seeing you next time on the Aligned Women podcast.